is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to this new episode of the Faith Revisited podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Molly. And we are here to sort of uh, uh, rehash and chop up. Uh, we just had our first Sunday back with in-person worship uh, this past Sunday. And so we, we promised each other we would not talk about it after worship. We we're going to save it for y'all. So here we are. We're ready to chop it up and, and talk about what we did, what went good, what could be better, you know, different things we learned and experienced. Yeah, I'll say it was very difficult for us not to chat about it right after because we're both yeah. standing there like, we want to say so many things. And we're like, wait, no, cut it down. We need to. Yeah, yeah. I think we even started talking about we it. And, and I was like, ah, wait, wait, we aren't we doing an episode. Stop. Cut it off. I know. So here we go. Um, initial impressions, Ben, how was the week leading up to it? We recorded our last podcast episode. If you didn't listen to it, that was just a recap of where we've been, all that kind of stuff. We're, how did the week go? Were you stressed? Normally you would be. What was it like? Um, it, you know, it's funny. I anticipated myself to be more anxious than I ended up being. Mm-hmm. And part of that is um, somewhere around Thursday or Friday. Uh, and, and I'm not going to say I thought of this. I, I'd like to think that God sort of reminded me that, <laughs> like, just chill out. You've got really good leaders all around you. You don't have to worry about whether or not we'll go online. You don't have to worry about whether or not the kids will be safe and, you know, a system will be in place. Like, you've got wonderful people doing yeah. all these things. Like, like focus on what you do and what I do is lead worship and preach. And so mm-hmm. by Friday and Saturday, uh, it was excitement, um, but much less anxiety. Yeah, it was very odd. I, you gave me stress dreams right before <laughs> I, I never get worked up. Like I rarely get worked up about things. I just am a much more laissez faire attitude. And then Ben, texted me the night before or the day before bad move yes and said something about how youtube was going to update their like live it's a new studio thing and you know we should check our settings and i was like oh great this is gonna be great i sent it as an fyi because i was already in the mindset of i'm not worrying about this i've got wonderful people i forgot about the fact that you are that wonderful person who's like (laughs) oh and i was gone for six weeks before so i was already panicked enough that i would forget how to do the buttons that's right you haven't been in the captain's chair oh my gosh i that i was already a little stressed about that and then you sent me it and i was like great but even my dreams i think one of one of the dreams the night before there were some mic issues where like you just couldn't be heard. Um, I wasn't even stressed about the YouTube things. I was like, we only get about 10 viewers on YouTube live. So I was like, you know, it'll be fine. We'll record it and then we'll publish it to YouTube after. And those people will switch over to a different platform. 
And then I had another dream that an older person was up in the balcony shuffling around and almost like kept tripping everywhere. And so it what luckily it wasn't dreams about the actual live stream mostly. So yeah, thank you, Ben. So I woke up with like my heart pounding out of my chest the night before and I laid up since like five or six AM. Like, okay, I'm ready to go. So good for you for not stressing. That was the only time I've ever like panicked before. Well, and, and, and I will say it made me both proud and also very pastoral because I, I had a feeling by Saturday because uh, we've got this team of five. We, we made you all stand up and let everybody clap for mm-hmm. you on Sunday because for 31 straight Sundays, y'all have been producing a live stream and learning new things. Yeah. And, and what was so funny and I almost like knew this was going to happen. And I did we have a text group and I didn't even put this in the text group, but on Saturday I said to Katie, my wife, I said, one of my missions tomorrow is I'm going to be the least anxious person in the room. And she said, <laughs> that's a good mission, but why, why is that it? And I said, I've got a feeling that the worship team is going to be there super early and they're going to be amped up. Yeah. And what was so funny is all five of you got there extra early yeah, I can tell you right now, when during live stream, we sort of figured out like how long we really needed, and we kind of come meandering in there about ten twenty. Like, yeah, we can throw it together in fifteen. Everyone was there before nine thirty. It yeah. was wild. Yes. <laughs> well, was- and we got to the point where we're like, oh, it'll be fine. The prelude will go. There are times that you left like five minutes before yeah. we were going to start, or I was just going live and I was like, where did Ben go? Like, yeah, you need yeah. a pastor. What? So yes, it is different now that people are in the building, and I got there super early just to be sure everything was fine. And it was, there was no yeah, issues it was great. with our lives. Everyone was wonderful. I was so proud of y'all because y'all just become this wonderfully efficient team. And now we know yeah. we can do it with people in the room. I mean, we're not up shuffling Correct. around much and, you know, I don't get to yell at you all with yeah. everyone else in the audience. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, but. no, but it was, it, it was great. That part was great. Um, other, other like initial or generalized impressions that you, that you got. Do you want to like go through? So one thing that stood out to me, I am the hospitality chair at Trinity Church. And so um, greeters is one of my main things, how to be hospitable, greeters, that kind of thing. And we had done a ask of all of our former greeters, not former, they're still you will always be a greeter, but we said, who's interested in signing up? Who's coming back? Our pre-COVID roster. There we go. Okay. So we asked and there was, you know, some people, it was like half and half split. So we had one greeter um, and then you would be out front Mm -hmm. also greeting. And we're pretty much coming through our main double doors and had a little, you had the welcome station set up with hand sanity and masks because we're enforcing masks. And everyone was great about masks. I want to put that out ahead of time. Everyone wore masks the whole time. Yep. It was great. Um, hand sanity bulletins. And then there's a QR code if you want to get a bulletin on your phone. So that was great. Uh, I had this idea from the Leadership Institute that we attended. And I don't know if we even did a podcast episode on that. Oh, we should, but this is Adam Hamilton's church, Church of the Resurrection. They did their annual leadership institute. They did it all virtual, which was awesome because we all got to attend and didn't have the expenses of flying and taking three days out in Kansas. Yeah. So I had this, a bunch of ideas from it, which I haven't had the time to do yet, but it gives me more things of like, yes, we're going to constantly improve. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good for one person, like one person's fine being there, but the thing is so many people don't show up on time still, even, you know, 
in the middle of COVID or post COVID, whatever you want to call it. So the greeter kind of acts as the usher as well. I'm realizing like as people are coming in late, they're going to have to kind of show them, you know, there's still seats on the side aisles and cause the middle filled up pretty quickly because we're spaced out our pews. And so I'm just realizing that the greeters are going to need a little more like hands-on it, not, physically hands-on. That's not a good term to use anymore, but they just need to be kind of play usher as well. There are seats over here, or maybe we need to get, you know, I always, I was going to call myself the floater greeter. Like I was just going to be the person that was kind of there to step in and jump in whenever it's needed. So yeah. Well, one and, and a couple things we're processing this out loud that's going to be different. Number one, we had special music and we went live about 25 minutes early. That won't yeah. be happening. And so you'll have a little bit more lead up time. Also, I would say if you want to put together some guidelines, just some basic bullet points now that you've seen it in action, yeah. we could send that out to Correct. the list and sort of say, here's some basic basic checklist of things now that we're doing all this in a new way that we've sort of noticed it would be helpful. Um, yeah. So what yeah. you can say, where to stand, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the other thing, I, I mean, I love the emphasis on greeters obviously, but, but and not that we slack off, but you know, we had 50 people in attendance physically, which is mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But that was, that was five or six upstairs. That was, about 10 in the children's area. So we had roughly 40, 35, 44 in the sanctuary. Yeah. Down on, well, and, and so about 40 or 38 on the floor, not, yeah. not just any one greeter per 38 people is very manageable. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I mean, we, we can, we can grow into it and keep enhancing yeah. it, but, but scaling it is the other piece. Like once yeah. we get back up to bigger numbers, you know, doing all that. So I would say if you have just one every week, do the guidelines so that everyone's really operating off the same set of guidelines. That's true. Very true. So that was my first thing going into the worship service. You know, live stream were great. We had brass from the Savannah Philharmonic and it was beautiful. We went live early and we kind of gave members a last minute, like we're going live early. So join, you know, listen to the music. What was your kind of initial takes as people were coming in or start to the service early on? Um, and- Old, old patterns are hard to break even after a pandemic. We we were about half of that 40 were there, you know, uh, at mm-hmm. 11. And I thought, wow, this is a really low turnout. And then by like 10 minutes in, the other half showed up. And that yeah. was exactly how it happened pre-COVID. You know, we're in Savannah, Georgia. It's the phrase is people are on uh, Savannah time, Slovannah mm-hmm. time. Slovannah. That's just how people roll. So um, that was good. I, I thought everyone behaved very well. You know, I had one person grab a mask, and I'm pretty sure that she just purposely said, they're going to have mask. I'll just take one. Um but no questions about any of that. No questions about the pews. Um, you know, every everybody did very, very well. And they were genuinely excited about being back. Good. Good. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of excitement. Everyone kind of waving to each other. And um, overall, this was the first time where you had to talk to two different audiences. You yeah. had the online audience plus those physically there. 
Yeah, and and um, and that kind of leads into. I don't know if we want to get into just some lessons that that I yeah, took away. Do it. Um, one is, you know, in drama, you know, they call it breaking the fourth wall. And that's where, you know, a play or a TV show or movie on stage looks at the camera and all of a sudden the person viewing is brought into the show. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been doing when we were live stream only for weeks and weeks and weeks. I would say to pastors, be very, very, very careful once you get people back in the room that you don't all of a sudden go back to old habits and you're just talking to the people in the room and the people online are somehow, you know, peering in, you know, yeah. watching. Don't ignore the camera. Don't ignore the camera. You've got to look at the camera. Every set of instructions you give, you've got to verbalize it two different ways. Um, You know, during the sermon, I practice this the night before because I've got the one camera in front of me that that I I got a good habit of looking at when I preach, but I purposely the night before practice my sermon looking and then looking at the camera, looking out of the audience, looking Mm -hmm. at the camera. Um, When I would say certain things at certain points and I would do – Sometimes I'll say, you know, a, a we as a collective we, and sometimes it's more powerful to say a you to really hit the person listening to you. But the couple of times that I did that, I made sure to say you and then look at the camera and say, and you. Because the moment you stop engaging that camera directly is the moment you've told your online worshipers that they don't matter as much. Yeah. And and when 50, for us, we still had 67 people, um, and I'm going to talk about numbers in just a minute. Okay. We had 67 viewers live yeah. and 50 in the building. So we had over 50% of our people still online. Do not mm-hmm. neglect those people because if, even if it's 20%, that's 20% who are still part of your church. Yeah. So you've got to engage the camera. And I know we're all tired of talking to cameras, but this is the new world. And you do not want people to feel left out of church. No, because you know what's going to happen? It, more so than when in physical physical terms and physical terms when someone feels left out they'll keep coming keep coming because it's habit their bodies into it. it's a very very embodied thing but um it is so easy because we do it all the time the moment mm-hmm. you feel left out when you're watching something click turn the channel yep. just like the moment i get bored with the tv show click or pick up your phone do something right. else and i'm done completely tune out yep i'm done and i'm not and i'm probably not coming back because it still takes we try to make it as, as friction-free as possible to worship online, but it still takes a little work, some clicking, some, some doing and things like that. So you've got to engage your people online. The other thing that I learned, and, and we talked about this part directly after worship, because um, you've worked with me long enough now that you know I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. And, and you very proudly <laughs> came up and you had written down not only how many were online, this is how many were on Facebook, this is how many were on YouTube, this is how many were on the website, mm-hmm. you know, like had, it, had the whole breakdown there. And what was interesting is, and we talk, I, I told you this is what jumped out as soon as you gave the numbers, we had 67 individual views, right? Live yeah. views. We've averaged between 60 and 90 mm-hmm. during, this, during this crisis, closer to 90 early on. And yeah. those numbers over the summer dwindled some and dwindled Correct. some. Last five or six weeks, we've actually probably been in the high 50s. It's been very low. <clears throat> so normal turnout, yeah. Yeah. And so what was interesting was online went up even though 50 people gathered in the building. So which you, tells you what? Which tells me that those 50 people who gathered in the building by and large, probably were not watching online mm-hmm. because our attendance, if you count it that way, went from 60, 70, 75 to 117 yeah. just by reopening the building. So, mm-hmm. and the online ticked up a little bit. And so that's a really important thing. And just 
you're going to have to probably tell me to get off my soapbox. So numbers are really key. <laughs> yes. Um, and I want to bust a couple of myths on numbers that, that are sort of floating out there. Okay. Myth number one, every view needs a multiplier. So you assume a house of three, everybody's watching. So multiply by this and you average it out. And there's some multipliers that go up as views times 2.65, which was, I think, something near what our conference said to do. And other people say, well, it's 1.7 count individual views as individual views. The moment you start doing fuzzy math is the moment you start lying about your numbers. You start telling false narratives about what's actually happening. You're much better off to get a baseline based on the most conservative estimates possible because as preachers, we are, I'm trying to see if I can say this word on the podcast. We are we are whores for numbers, okay? <laughs> we love to measure ourselves off of numbers. We'll do anything it takes to get those numbers up, okay? Yeah. And that's the wrong measurement. If anything, COVID has taught us to stop measuring numbers because that's basically like measuring butts and seats. And we know mm-hmm. butts and, and pews don't equal discipleship. You have to yeah. measure engagement. And so mm-hmm. a cup, uh, um, myth number two is individual views are not accurate at all. And I've seen, I've seen churches of all sizes, like they were worshiping pre-COVID 250 and they're claiming 1,280 people. That is not true online. That, you, 1,280 people are not watching you online. And so one way to think of, especially with Facebook, the views, that is, that is me scrolling with my thumb. And if, oh, if, once it's completed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it's completed, yes. you know, your views not are going up. at the moment. Right, not live. Views. We're talking, yes. counting these views after the fact that Correct. all of a sudden, and then I'm multiplying by 2.65 and all yes. sorts of stuff. No. A view after your worship is complete is like my thumb gets stuck and I, I hang yeah. up right there at your at your post in my newsfeed and it counts it as a view after one second. And so yeah. that's the equivalent of measuring attendance by saying how many cars drove by the church building this morning. We're counting them in worship. Yes. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Doesn't count. Stop counting them. Um, so a couple of numbers that I've started counting that I think are important numbers. Number one is obviously live people in there physically. Number two is peak live views on Facebook. Okay. okay? Peak live views, that's people watching in the moment. Peak live views. Number uh, three is I am measuring three-minute engagement on Facebook. If you you can, if you yeah. manage your Facebook page, you know all these things. You look at the post. Do not measure one-second views. That's, again, those click buys. Three-minute views is someone took the intention, or maybe one, out of one minute or three-minute, whatever the, the minutes yeah. uh, views, that is someone sat down and watched. Correct. The other one that's interesting is um, – average view time. And now you want something that's going to hurt a pastor's ego real quick. Go look at your average view time. Like 12 minutes. Oh, oh, oh. A lot less. Three and a half. (laughs) Three and a half. Okay. Okay, But that also accounts for the people scrolling by. It's it's the click buys. Okay. And so getting, so you know, it's going to be a low number, but amping that up because that, yes, you're measuring engagement not clicks. So, so the engagement means you watch longer. Does your spreadsheet of attendance now have like a bunch more columns? Yeah, it's got five or six <laughs> more columns. And then I do a total online view because we have different platforms. And so yeah. I'm measuring those weekly. But in, in doing that, like our annual conference requires these monthly reports of attendance. My, they're bunk. I'm not turning yeah. in another report. Yeah. Not going to do it. If my superintendent's listening, don't expect a report to be yeah. turned in. I will send you a customized report at the end of the year, though, yeah. to count actual engagement attendance. 
Um, and I'm happy to do that, but it's but fun overall, when they ask you to report. Okay, but overall, we'll bring us back. It's a one-to-one. -one. You're counting like one -one. the three-minute views as a one. Yeah. Um, and then whoever's there and plus on other platforms. Yeah, so. it's one-to-one. -one. You, you get into measuring, well, this family file, because then what will happen like with us is we do an engagement piece on Facebook. So all of a sudden the YouTube family has us on the TV and then they pull mm. out their phones and get on yeah. Facebook to engage. So it's really fuzzy math that you got to be, you just don't plus, engage it. In gives it gives you a baseline to then work yes. towards and grow. That's exactly right. It gives you an actual accurate baseline yeah. that you can measure. A device was tuned in on this day. Yada, yada. It, you're not guessing who was in the room and, you know, all that. It is sweet, though, because, I mean, like, when you were with your family and I've had other people say, oh, you got, like, eight people in the house watching yeah. this morning. I'm like, that's awesome, but we probably shouldn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know, no, it's good, one. like, also, if you were to go through your membership numbers and take away the people that haven't been there for a oh, year for or two, I sure. mean, your numbers would go down anyway. So, yeah, for that's sure. a lesson. Okay. So, attendance. Yes, Let's attendance, measure one-to-one, -one, be yes. conservative, and, and, and this is your baseline. Build yeah. your baseline from here and grow from here. That's very important. Um, one of the other cool things that I've learned is um, we have started using the language of extending membership beyond uh, into the digital world, beyond mm -hmm. city limits, because you know, usually someone's joined the church, they come down the aisle physically, and yeah. there they are. And so I've said, you know, I'm going to push the boundaries of membership here and say, what does membership look like beyond the building? And just so happens, we've got a couple in Michigan who want to join. They've been watching nice. since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, let me let me back up and say, this is the adult child of one of our members. But he was not engaged with the church whatsoever. And then yeah. COVID happens, and he gets engaged, and he has not missed a Sunday. He and his wife, they give regularly. They are very plugged into our social media. They're very engaged. And so he sent a note this week and said, we want to join. That's and awesome. so we're, we're going to Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, and like we're doing now, we record this on Zoom and I'm, we're going to introduce them to the church. I'm going to record the whole thing. I'm going to do the membership questions. I'm going to produce a little video and awesome. say, meet our newest members. You know, here they are. And that's a way of honoring and identifying um, people beyond your physical boundaries because that's how we need to start viewing the church. Mm -hmm. It's not is, in four walls. Yeah, is is beyond physical boundaries. I was talking with some buddies, and we were talking about, you know, he was frustrated. Like, I, I, he's like, I don't ever want to shut a church fully down again. And I'm like, yeah, but we didn't. He's like, yeah, I know. But, I mean, but that that's just mm -hmm. it. We think when we shut the building down, we shut the church down. But we yeah. didn't shut down. I mean, pastors work hard well, trying to learn how to do Probably harder than they were oh, before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're very Much different. Much more responsibility than a sermon on Sundays. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, understanding your membership beyond – your, your walls is going to be important. So we keep talking about, and we're going to flesh this out more by the first of the year, but we're looking at launching a Facebook online campus mm -hmm. of our church. And we'll do an episode on this. I don't want to, you know, get too far into it. If you it. want to hear some of the ideas about that, we did record a podcast episode a couple ago, which was uh, Nona Jones's book. That That's right. That's so we right. did do a podcast episode after we had read her book. Yeah, so go back. That's basically the blueprint we're going to be working off of, yeah. and and that's going to be one of the keys because it's more than getting members in Michigan. It's then asking how can members in Michigan engage with the church online and, and so grow in their faith. Down, that's right, and putting down that infrastructure so that you can create a discipleship path, whether you're in person or online. Yep. So people can grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. So, cool. It was, it was really neat. Uh, I've told people I could not have scripted the day 
any better. And part of that was, and I'd like to think maybe some of my spiritual disciplines have paid off that I was not anxious. I felt great. I was at ease. I felt wonderful preaching. Um, It was neat. What was funny was our our little worship group, Mm -hmm. as you told me right before the service, we, uh, you all had bets, meaning that you all were betting against me that that I was going to, because I'm a sensitive soul. You know, I get, I get a little teary. I feel the feels. Okay. (laughs) Saying that I was going to cry, you know, doing that, but I didn't. Yeah. Why? And why is that? What did I tell you? Well, now I don't know, but wasn't it just excitement? Like you were just, it was excitement. What I said was the idea is crying because everyone's back. It's like, Oh, we're back. Yeah. And in my mind, I want you to feel that. That's right. You want, yeah. But I want everyone to be back. Yeah. I won't, if you feel the emotions cause we're back and it was a gorgeous service. Um, you know, in fact, you should probably put a link to our YouTube. Just yes, anybody wants to see the first one back. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you all want to feel that, that's a great feeling. What I have to remember is half my people are still online. Yeah. So I'm not, I can, the moment I feel those feels, I've forgotten about 50% of the people. So I yeah. was split attention yeah. um, the whole time, which it, it is harder than I thought in some ways and not, not as awful it as I thought. Sense. It makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So it was a good day, I think. Yeah. Anyway, we learned some things. I'm going to throw a curveball at y'all this week if, if we can prep before the service. Um, one of the things that I want to do is I want to let people greet each other because we have such a large room and now we're even more spaced out. Um, we're not going to shake hands, but, you know, give the peace sign and just kind of get around and see people. Uh, we had new people here this past Sunday, so I want yeah. people to find the new people mm-hmm. and welcome them. But that's where I'm going to shift my gaze and look at a side camera. We're going to shut off the speakers in the room, but I'm going to talk directly to the online audience. And so that's going to be, I hope, an even better way of engaging them is to get take about a minute and a half to do a special online only welcome yeah. uh, and just kind of tell them what's going to happen next and all this other kind of stuff while the people in the room um, move around. Yeah. We also made one last change. Um, what did you think about the ending where we sat for the postlude for the music at the end? Oh, I love that. My former church in California, everyone always stayed through until the organist stopped playing because it was just such beautiful music and we all sat to appreciate it. I think we should absolutely keep doing that and encourage people to stay and listen until it ends. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, when I served a church in Macon and we did that uh, every week and, mm-hmm. and it's a, it was a little awkward to me at first, but then you kind of got used to it. Um, and basically what it does is it gives you after the pastor says the benediction, rather than jumping up and leaving, it gives you a chance to take a couple of minutes just to center yourself, to just mm-hmm. to connect with God just one more time musically. And then you can go out. Yeah. But what it also does is it helps our online folks enjoy the postlude like they've been enjoying without mm-hmm. people mulling around and talking and being loud. So it, it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good shift um, and very worshipful. Yeah. And I think people, people were good with it. So yeah. How was um, doing the sharing of our joys and concerns? We've talked plenty about that. We do that, you know, as a response thing, people comment in what they want. How was it having people in the room and at home? It, it was different. Um, I thought it went well. I think, I think that was the one moment of, of worship that I was a little bit more anxious because yeah. when it's just the five of us in the room, like I sort of know to just gab a little bit because mm-hmm. there's like a seven to 10 second delay between what I'm saying and when you're watching online. Sometimes you more. Yeah, yeah, it could be more based on Wi-Fi speed. So, um, I, I, but when there's five of us in the room, like y'all are moving around sometimes. And I mean, yeah. I gab a little bit. 
but but I felt so on the spot. Yeah. Because there's like 40 people looking at me. Watching you just wait stall. Wait for something to happen. Stall and, for time. And, and what they didn't understand was they could post too. I invited them to pull yeah. out their phones. They logged on. I had a couple people mention like, this is really cool. Like I'm mm-hmm. in the room and I'm connected to the online yeah. folks. But nobody in the room posted their own stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, somebody needs to post something quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a little more anxious, but I thought that went well. And I, and yeah. I think I kind of know how to work through some of that a little more cool. instructions. But yeah, it, I think it was good. I did get a couple of uh, nice comments back from online worshipers saying how how good they thought it was and how connected they felt. Okay, that's great. So I think we were on the right track there. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, moving forward, we don't really have a schedule uh, of episodes, but obviously we're going to keep, you know, uh, processing out loud things that we're doing and learning. Um, This ties right into my doctoral uh, ministry work. And so I want to talk about that some more. Um, So yeah, uh, tune in next coming episodes as we sort of get into the fall and get into Advent. I'm really excited. We'll save this for later, but I've got big ideas for how to in our minds, salvage our Christmas music. We're not able to do live, but I think it's going to be a really fun online production. Mm -hmm. So it'll be great content, great holiday special uh, for people to enjoy. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And we can talk about Advent because I just gathered a group of ladies together to order an Advent study book and I'm ordering 21 copies of it. Then. Nice, nice. Twenty one. Twenty one copies. That's awesome. That's yeah. seeing. That's just new Advent small group right there. Exactly. And many people aren't comfortable coming back, but there are still quite a few that are like, "I want to meet in person." Like, I'm ready to meet in person. So that's a daily devotional. Um, I chose one. She reads truth. I have the Bible, and they've done amazing studies before. So I'm pre-ordering twenty one. You get discounts if you get bulk pricing. So I like messaged a bunch of ladies that I know in the church asked if they want one. And, you know, I'm just going to do an order and get some discounts and see if anyone wants to join. So it's pretty exciting. So this is maybe an upcoming episode because this is going to be a good example. What I hear in that is if 21 people want a book, but not everybody wants to meet in person, the question now becomes, how do we make this small group hybrid? Yeah. What kind of online stuff do you put out after your in-person gatherings or before to loop in all 21 people, whether they're there physically or whether they're following along. Correct. And with this number, I mean, you can do two groups almost do a online group and an in-person group just with the numbers if they're interested, but super exciting. I was just excited because I really wanted a daily devotional for Advent. I know we're not talking about Advent now, but so I just kind of threw it out there, see if anyone else wanted to, and I got a great response. So so we've got a lot of ideas, a lot of things we're going to be bringing to you over the fall and into Advent and into the end of the year. Yes. I hope if you're listening that you sense, uh, and I'll speak for Molly here because I think it's true that this is a very difficult year that we're very confused and trying to figure things out, but mm-hmm. we are super excited because I think this is a real opportunity to stretch and grow as leaders. And so if you're listening, I hope you're receiving that and receiving some energy to take back into your context so you can faithfully lead. Yes. And I'm so excited because I fully believe that Trinity church is just shining and we have amazing members. And I hope you feel that way about your church as well, because I think we're just shining and it's very happy to see this year in so much darkness and gloominess. Um, Trinity is a beacon. So I'm very happy to be a member of the congregation and can't see, like, can't wait to see what happens next, you know? 
Absolutely. Can't wait to be with y'all again on the next episode of the Faith Revisited podcast. Until then, we'll see you. See ya. See ya.